This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I'm Tommy Dreamer, and today I break down what I thought was a masterful confrontation of words between Deanna Perrazzo and timeless Tony Storm, as well as we are joined by our very own Thunder Rosa as she discusses her return to AEW's Dynamite. What a great episode. Make sure you're tuned in on today's Busted Open podcast. Thunder Rosa, how are you, my friend? I am, uh, let's see. Confused is an understatement. I don't know what feeling I'm feeling right now. It was just like overwhelmed. Like it, all the feelings were between yesterday and today. It's just like every time I get in the ring, it's like I'm still trying to figure it out how it feels to feel to be back in the ring. You know what I'm saying, Tony? Yes. Well, I've never left the ring, so no, but I understand that uh, <laughs> trepidation. The great to see you back on Dynamite. I thought your reception was very, very well perceived of wrestling fans love you and yes you've had a few matches uh before this your first singles match back on uh dynamite Dynamite. you looked great i love the hair i love the makeup i love the whole attire um for you were you nervous i mean you basically made your the name for yourself on dynamite and here you are finally after being injured and out for so long Uh, here's your big comeback you know, I was more, ner- I, I will say I was more nervous on Saturday when I had my first match in collision uh, because I was going with Aminara and I haven't worked with Aminara in years, right? And she's right now uh, very popular at AEW and she's, you know, with a run that she's had in the last month, she's made a name for herself and, and she's very, very light. Uh, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy for me as my first match. This one... On the uh, on the contrary, I feel a little bit more calm. Uh, Red Velvet was a great uh, partner. Uh, she was very patient. Everybody is very patient because I think uh, I come with another mentality in the ring. I don't I don't feel that um, I am the same. And I've and I've said this before, and this is in one of the little promos that we put on socials and AW promoted it on the burial. Like the old Thunder Rosa is dead, you know. Is there? There's a lot of things in her that they're gone, and this is a new version of Thunder Rosa. So it's it's still for some people like the music, the new entrance, and everything. It's it's different. I am a different person. I I I have come back as as a different person because of the circumstances that I have to live through to come back to the ring. Uh, it hasn't been easy physically and mentally, definitely, Tommy. But, you know, every every battle that I am facing, I am facing it the best way and the most um, critical and most calculative way possible when I get in the ring. Yeah. Uh, and, and by that, you mean because of what happened to you physically, where you have to change and adapt your style. I know for myself, I used to love to do the sky high. But when I land on my tailbone, the next day I'm crippled and I cannot yes. walk. And I feel like I was riding a bike without a seat for about two days and <laughs> my, my spine hurts. It hurt every part of me. So I have to stop. I can't do the sky anymore because 
lifting a person, whether they're jumping or I'm still lifting them, opening my legs wide so they fit in that space, and then me coming yeah. down on my tailbone, it hurts. For yes. you, I also noticed you have a new finisher, which was very effective because you won with it. Yes, so it's called the Tijuana Bomb. I want to give a shout out to my my homie, JP Harlow, who's been one of the most supportive uh, former students that I have. Now he's helping me get back in shape and he's been on my ass about everything and uh, he's helping me to get better. And he's the one who suggested that because we were like trying to see, like I can do that with smaller people. I have another submission too that I have not used yet. Um, again, you know, I only had two singles matches, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have a lot more singles matches in the next couple of months. Um, and it is important to mention again, like, I feel that I'm going to have to earn my spot back as a top contender. And I don't have a problem with that, Tony, Tony, Tommy, Tommy, I don't have a problem with that because in my life, things haven't been handed to me. And I know for some people that come in into AEW, they hand that opportunity, that golden ticket, that Wonka chocolate golden ticket. Mm. Not me. Not me, Tommy. I left as a champion. Nobody beat me as a champion. So, again, if I have to, like, go through every single woman, new and old, I will do that with pleasure because that will only make me a better contender, a better wrestler. And again, I'm just going to raise the barometer for whoever the champion is at the time. So, well, I mean, that's admirable. And I mean, honestly, you should be receiving a title shot since you never lost. But I mean, you look at somebody like uh, Adam Copeland, who basically said, I'll start from the bottom and earn that shot back. Um, so, yes. And I mean, you also know this where you're going to be facing so many different competitors working your way from the bottom to the top because it is so much different once you get to that top because now these people are all gunning for you. Uh, and I do think you'll get your rifle uh, title shot opportunity and hopefully wear uh, that gold around your waist again. Um, for you, at the end of the match, you're laying in the corner all blown up looking for water and you just start yelling at the cameraman. <laughs> um, I was not looking for water yet all right let's not you know i wasn't that blown up just i know i'm playing i um, know that's how i am that's how i have the back i just lay on the floor you've seen me after i wrestle i rip off my shirt i can't I breathe um so for you obviously the ultimate goal is the world title yes yes i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a prize contender I'm not here to just like, well, I mean, of course, I like to look pretty. I like to look like a superstar. Like when you're going to see me now, you're going to see who the fuck is Thunder Rosa is, period. Like you will, you will identify me. But nice. my goal, because again, you have to have a goal when you're a professional wrestling. Yes, I achieved the biggest goal that I never thought in my life that it would and that it was to become the AEW Women's World Champion. I never had the opportunity to go for the TDS championship and it will be absolutely amazing. Just like other of my peers have been able to, to be a, a champion twice or three times, who knows, you know, and, and hopefully that can happen for me, but you know, it's just, I am going to keep working on everything that I can in ring outside of the ring to just show that I deserve that spot that I deserve to be there, that I, that I never left. And yes, I might be a little slower right now. I get my, not 
have some of the same characteristics that Santa Rosa had in the, in the past, but in the core of it all, the fire is still there. The motivation is still there. The consistency is still there. I cannot tell you, Tommy, the way that I work, I, my, some of my peers don't have that experience because they're a lot younger and they don't have the, the drive and, 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 and the hunger that I have because everything was taken away from me. It was. I know. Um, and they haven't experienced that. Of course. I mean, you know, before I was talking about Adam Copeland, you know, we all saw him having to leave the wrestling business for, for what, nine years. And nine years. for you, you're on top of your game. And then all of a sudden you get hurt. And then yes, you too got stripped away. Also not knowing. And I mean, I know this because I've spoken with you about your injury and not knowing it's scary when you got when you're hurt and not knowing if you're going to come back to doing what you love. You were also showed another side of the industry where a lot of people don't have that opportunity because you got the gift of gab, uh, not only on this radio show where you do a great job every Friday, but you know, of the Spanish announce table and you're, you're yes. doing your commentary. So you're at least been a part of the game closer to the action, but nothing beats it as the competitor that you are. Cause I know it too. I hate being on the sidelines, but I know I have to be because it's not my time anymore, but it's definitely still your time. I definitely think so. And um, I just want to, again, I just want to be able to finish that story because I, I feel like there was so much misunderstanding when he, my injury happened and in the way in where I was compared to some people for not being able to compete. But it's fair to say my back was fucked, really fucked. And if I continue to wrestle until the doctor said, I was not able to compete. I was following doctor's directions, you know? And I had to wait for a long, long time just to be able to do basic things. And we talk about this so many times, but it's, it, is, it is important for people to understand. Sometimes we have to drop titles and we have to leave the scene in order for us to heal and for us not to hurt our, our companions or, in, in, or, or, or our other athletes, you know? It's, it's like, your back is very important to lift other people. To do anything. Well, your and, back is uh, also important to live a quality life. Yeah, exactly. So, and and I feel like after this, and 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 just I am more aware of my when my peers are injured and like not to push them too much. And sometimes, and you, Tony, Tony, Tommy, you've been having a lot of back issues for a long time. And sometimes, you know, you know how it is. It's like we continue to wrestle even though we have these issues. And it's just like mind over matter all the time. And I feel like for me now, and whatever time I have left professional wrestling, it is very important that I take care of my body as a top athlete that I am to, to be able to give everything that I can in the ring, period. Well, I mean, you're talking to someone who broke his back and I continue to wrestle and I don't recommend anyone doing the things I did because then there's other issues that you do have. I mean, uh, you know, I broke my neck, I broke my back, but uh, you know, for me, I remember- oh I was 28 years old and in the prime of my career. And then at one point I stopped going to the bathroom and I was just like, what the hell's going on? And then you have these insane and it's like, Oh, cause your body's not functioning properly. And there's other things that are going to have, and you got to give yourself time to heal and like going to the bathroom, which everyone's supposed to do became a massive issue because I don't know what happened to me, but my, my body stopped I had to stop going to the bathroom and that's not healthy and it could kill you. So 
I get it. And, you know, now it's also cool that at a younger age, like yourself, where you've always heard the veterans like work smarter. And now you have to work smarter because for longevity. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad just to see you back in, in the place that you belong. And I just, because I known you and I've known you so long, I know what a driven person you are. And I also do know that you're going to get that opportunity. And because another thing like you said, and, and I do, I'm a big fan of it, the win loss and the rankings in AEW. I think that really helps. It helps with a easier booking decisions where, well, this person is here in the rankings helps them be a number one contender, even though technically you've never received a, your title shot rematch, but that's okay because you're going to earn They ripped my Willy Wonka golden ticket at, at one point or another. I don't know what happened, but you know, so, but you know what, Tommy, uh, one thing I want to say before I leave is like, I want to thank all the fans for being there side by side. Like, the Thunder Army, they're strong and they're loud. They're loud people, like really. And and it's very beautiful. Cause every time I'm in the ring and I and I uh I get in there, every time I win, it's like they're winning with me because they've been through everything. And it's been the fact that I've been an, an inspiration for people not to give up to continue to achieve their dreams and to continue to live a a, a life that they want to live, you know. That's I think for me. That was like the thing that I can take from everything that has happened to me. And now that is happening to me is the well, love and the support. You've seen it from the other side now. Like it's real. It's real to you and it's real to the fans. Uh, I was talking about it, you know, sometimes acoustically, especially last night, it sounded like the people weren't so, so into the show. The edge, um, the Adam Copeland, Minoru Suzuki match, the holy shit chance before they were into that. Your entrance was a star reaction, and they're so happy to see you back, even with, you know, not so much telling your story of being injured, but just of, oh, we I don't want to say we forgot about her, but she was the it person, and now she's back. I think that was uh, super cool to hear that, but like I said, it's so real to us as the performer especially us baby faces, because we thrive on that energy. So just, again, those messages mean everything to me. <laughs> no, I just was, I was looking on at you and, and just wondering, because people know all about the story about your back at this point, Busted Open Nation, the AEW fan base, now they know. But for you, you've had now two singles matches and, and an eight-person tag match since you've been back. What changes have you made stylistically for things that you want to do to, to save your back? And then like things you might anticipate bringing in or out of your move set moving forward. Well, definitely one of the things that I changed is the, my finisher. I can do a lot of things that are like, like Tommy was saying, landing on my tailbone. I can't do that. And most of my really impactful movements were drivers and I did it for 10 years. I can't do drivers anymore. Um, Submissions, definitely, I bring in a lot more submission-style stuff. I can't, like, again, I can't bring everything in two matches. Like, I'm, you know, dropping a little bit. And I think it's so pretty important, too, is, like, fighting within from the bottom. You know, it's so important as a baby face to, like, really give the opportunity to, for my partners to bring, like, that, that aggression that they haven't, that I haven't seen them bring to other opponents. I am, I, I'm gritty. I'm, I'm a brawler. 
I like to fight. So every time you're going to see me there, you're going you're gonna to see a hard-hitting match. That's not going to change. That's the stakes. But there are certain things that I just, I physically I can do. That I, like a lot of the crazy, crazy stuff that Thunder Rosa used to do back in 2020. I can't, I can't do it for longevity. And it's going to be uh, safer for me and for my opponent. It's always about safety for my opponent too. So I don't want to put them in, in situations where uh, it's not going to be safe for them. And also if I'm doing matches that are like kind of crazy, they're going to mend something a lot more than before. Like it has, it has to be a real payoff. That's for me is extremely important when I'm doing those kind of matches that it has to be a, an extreme payoff for me to be able to put my body through that kind of damage. So, um, oh, God. yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new opponents for you, uh, in AEW. And I feel, um, there is opportunity and more opportunity amongst the women in AEW and dynamite and collision and on rampage, uh, any, obviously Deanna Perrazzo newest, uh, yes. Tony Storm, her new character, which by the way, totally loved the split screen, black and white. Thought that was amazing. yeah, that was great. Um, and for you, who are you looking forward to most? Uh, obviously, it's the champ, but to have an in ring style and a, and the match that you know I can tear it down with this person. Man, there's so many. One that I, I just feel like people haven't like I don't know if they know my story and her story is Taya Valkyrie. I have had so many good matches with Taya Valkyrie in the past that I'm pretty sure now we can even kill it even more with everything that we've done in the past because we know each other so well. Uh, Diana, that's another one. Because like I can adapt to herself. Like when I did uh, Impact a couple years ago with her, I I had so much fun with her. Um, there's so many talent from ROH. Uh, Lady Frost, that's another one. Man, there's God. Uh, I would love to go with Ruby Soho. I never had the opportunity to do it again after uh, we did that in All Out a couple years ago when she got signed. Uh, Soraya, that's that's another one. There's so many. And everybody yeah. has a different style and everybody has different strengths. And and for me right now, Tommy is like showing uh, our different styles, showing how we can make magic in the ring and how, how we can tell a good story. And I, again, like Ruby and, and Soraya, Soraya, they're being really, really, really good at telling stories, at cutting these promos, at like really make, making you engage in what they're doing. Um, everybody, like I said, everybody has their thing. And I, I want to be able to to be part of, you know, of that, the competition, because like we now can make all kinds of stuff and all kinds of stories. I also think, um, I, I don't know if you've watched the match back or more importantly, heard the match back. The commentary team really, really put you over. Also put over your amateur background, put over like even like with your suplex uh, when you, you did the Northern Lights. The reason why you didn't beat her because you weren't on your tippy toes, by the way. But that's oh. just a whole, that's why. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is they did a great job making you credible and reintroducing you to the Dynamite audience. Um, when you go back and listen to that, you you should be very, very happy for the job that you did because they're a big part of telling your story as well. Um, especially again, you haven't wrestled on diamond. How long has it been since you wrestled on diamond? It was like 572 days or something like that. One of my 
dear fans from Twitter put that and I put like the I Oh, I thought that was like, you. I was like, God, did you circle that on a calendar and write it down? <laughs> oh no. No, I'm telling you, but the Thunder Army, they're like, they're serious. They they know dates, they know all the That's stats. awesome. You know, stats. Shout out to the every... Thunder Army. I love that. For stuff. real. For real. So and you know what? And I want to give a shout out to the, the the commentary table, English and Spanish. Because as part of the commentary for almost a year, it's so important to have that direct line of communication with them. Because I, I, they've been really open with me when I give them feedback and they give me feedback to make their matches better. And I've listened to a lot of the matches. I, I was a commentator myself. So it was very important that every time somebody was getting in there and nobody knew about them, that we have to give them those very important dates and very important moments for people to understand when they're watching on TV what's happening, what's happening for the person that is on in the ring to really get them over it. And and I had, man, yes, I I had an opportunity to talk to, to a couple of them yesterday and really, like, make sure I, I emphasize certain things. And I was like, let's make sure that when we are, that women are getting there, that we're telling a good story. And even when I was a commentator myself, I would be making those uncomfortable questions on the women's matches because I it was important for me that my peers were highlighted properly. And I'm glad that yesterday they did that for me. I'm so blessed and so thankful. But I I think it is important that they do it a lot more for the women that way. Yeah. Uh and I'm glad uh, you got that opportunity from both sides because as you could you know how difficult it is to do commentary and most people don't and they're so critical of it. People are critical of everything, but you got to see it from both sides. So I really it's just going to make you you're more valuable from actually being injured and sitting in that and doing a great job at it. So um, kudos to you. And I'm just happy to see you shine and be where you're supposed to be. Just not because you're my friend, just because um, you've earned it. And I don't say a lot of people have earned things, but you you're a star that got cut short. And I say this about Christian, Brian Danielson, Adam Copeland and, and I and I put you in that same vein because I never wanted your story to end that way. Um, Thank you. Because I've seen your struggle, I've heard your struggle, um, and, and I just I wish you nothing but the best. And I think AEW is a great platform for you to continue to shine uh, because your army wants to see it happen. Yes, and I, I want to thank all the busted open, the people that listen to us on Friday, and even when I'm like not coming on Fridays. Just to get that you have listened, you've been there, and you've been supportive. And even though those that have been the doubters, because I take what I need to better myself. And we and it's it's all about bettering myself and bettering the product. So thank you so much for for busted open for helping me develop another skill that otherwise I would not be able to do. And I appreciate all of you for the time and for listening and for always being there and um and Paul, thanks for listening to me too. Uh, Dave LaGreca for putting me over. Everyone, everyone, absolutely everyone. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. Obviously, there is a history between Deanna and Tony Storm. 
you're also dealing with a very, very real person in Deanna Perrazzo, where she has admitted, uh, she also did on the Jericho podcast, uh, she admitted that the Jersey girl will come out and she will call BS. And I know Deanna Perrazzo very, very well. She is a friend of mine and someone who I got to really, really work with, as well as watch her become the virtuosa. Um, now, her character is really kind of her. On the other side, timeless Tony Storm, who is in black and white, is lost in her own world. And this is what Deanna is trying to pull out of her. I'm trying to talk to my delusional person that I have a relationship with into reality. Um, so that was my take of it. I loved it. I loved the physicality. I even loved when Tony Storm brought up the um, body shaming. It was made it topical, made it, and then she twisted it to her own how she does and twists her words. So I enjoyed every bit of that segment. Now I would like to hear from our very own Bully Ray. So Andre, the producing giant, can you hear, let me hear his take. Tattoos. Why do they have matching tattoos? When did they get the matching tattoos? Give me something about the tattoos. Don't assume I know. And a couple of people tweeted me some blurb uh, from the internet somewhere about an interview that Tony or Deanna did about how the tattoos came to pass. I don't want to know about it through the internet. I want to know about it through the story you're telling me on television. All right. Well, number one, I would like to see the guy from Fantasy Island come back with the butler and be like, tattoo the boss, the plane, the plane. Um, there's my 1980s reference for Dave LaGreca. That was, like, that was good, um, by the way. That was a good impression. <laughs> so uh, I know, listen, bully. Uh, I agree with you that you could have dived in more. When I also looked at, as you know, overall time of the show, promo segments seem to go heavy in AEW. I also looked at the main event between Adam Copeland and Minoru Suzuki, and I was like, hmm, they got about 10 minutes. And yes, 10 minutes is a perfect world for a perfect uh, main event. The... But I felt it was kind of like, we got to go, as opposed to maybe I've seen a lot of Minoru Suzuki matches uh, where it's stare down, stare down, strike, strike, or stare down, one guy takes off. It's a battle of wits. So you want to, especially also for being younger in the company, and you got to repay your dues, Deanna Perrazzo, you don't want to go older. Uh, I'm sorry, longer in your promos. I also feel in storytelling, and you know this, Bully, um, it's, we're just getting a bit of it. And I think they will tell this. I got from just that story that Deanna and Tony lived together and they were friends and they were such good friends. They got tattoos, uh, matching tattoos on their ankles. Um, I got that from that promo, but you're also dealing with a character who doesn't live in 
our own reality. I mean, honestly, the woman is in black and white as we're watching her. And uh, Deanna is trying to pull that real character out. It would almost, in my opinion, trying to talk to the undertaker as Mark Calloway, or I want the American badass to transform out of the undertaker, or I want Kane to come out of the Kane mask and talk as corporate Kane or political candidate Kane. They're not going to break that character. Um, but I got that from that promo. And it's also, if this is longer term storytelling, you could do sit downs without these women and tell Deanna next week or on Rampage or on Collision that relationship where I, I again, I never knew that they had those tattoos. Um, so I think for everybody that wants everything right then and there and now, it's that continuously long term storytelling, which I actually liked. Um, but again, two people who normally think alike. And I agree, if I had more time, I would tell that story. But I did get that from that promo. Um, but two people who usually share the same wrestler fat brain, we all watch shows differently. So I didn't mind it. And I feel it's constructive criticism. But I liked it. And that's what I got out of that, not knowing anything. And I didn't know about where they wrestled, I do know that, you know, Tony's from another country, and obviously she was living uh, <clears throat> with Deanna. You don't have to mention when we were down together in NXT, um, as well as or when you got signed by WWE, or if this is an indie thing. But I think that story could be told because obviously we're going to go with this match at the pay-per-view, which I believe is in March. Uh, so we still have over a month to get to telling that story. So I don't mind the direction uh, that they went into. And this has been a wonderful argument that you and I have had, Bully. I appreciate it. And thank you for agreeing on all my opinions, as well as I agree on your opinions. And that's how arguments or disagreements in professional wrestling should be settled. Or you just don't have the other person in the room while he's uh, there. Kind of works out the best. It's easier. But I'm sure way. we'll talk about it. Or I'll get a bunch of texts uh, about it later. Or we'll just fight about it on the phone. That's our relationship. But again, it is what two people can watch the same show and get something completely different out of it. And that's the beauty of pro wrestling. I mean, I honestly, I love this segment. I I was so enamored with the split black and white. Um, I also was like, man, I wonder if they could do if Deanna crossed over into the black and white area if that and like if she could almost sell it like what the hell's going on that's being listen there's so many the ca characters in professional wrestling are dying earlier i said kamala could not happen today he would be canceled in a moment but timeless tony storm is also a, an awesome character that and I and I tell this all the time. She's a gimmick, but a gimmick that can work will have a job or last in the industry forever. And she has found her niche and it has been awesome. It really and truly has. And there's nothing but growth and more potential to do stuff in it. So I enjoyed it. Uh I'll go to my own team here. Paul, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot from what you said there, and I have a question for you at the end of it. 
Okay, so number one, the only thing that I had a note on, but maybe it's part of the next chapter in the story, was what is the significance of that tattoo? Because I, in my TV, I couldn't get a good look at what it was. I just know that they were matching. So if it was a different language and that meant something and that word was courage or independence or forever and that's what it meant, then, like, you know, Andre... And I think Bully said last night that it looked like ducks, but is there just a symbol symbolism behind the duck? Like, is there anything that they could make up? Because it's wrestling. You don't you don't have to tell the truth. Make the story fit around whatever that is. Like it could it the ducks could have some sort of significance if that's what it was. So that's the only thing I was wondering what the tattoo actually meant. But if they cover it next week, then I think we get that part of the story and we just say, hey. Remember that we got this tattoo. That duck means blah blah blah, and then you're off to the races on that story. So it is. It did feel like the beginning of a chapter. And then, like the question I would have for you, if I'm being honest, is Tony Storm is me personally. It is my favorite thing about Dynamite every single week. When Tony Storm is on the television, I stop what I'm doing and I want to hear every word because she's gonna make me laugh. And I still feel that because of her body of work that she's very credible as a champion. So to me, I'm of the opinion that Tony Storm deserves even more TV time than she's already getting. And I felt like last night that they had a couple of things that if they were to do it all over again, maybe they wouldn't have had the trios match with the acclaimed and the mogul embassy. Or even though the John Moxley promo backstage was good, that's another minute and a half that you could just find for the two of those two to tell an even more elaborate story. So my question to you is, do you think that Tony Storm deserves more, even more time than she's getting on AWTV on a weekly basis? Uh, I do. Um, I enjoy her. And, and like I said, I was enamored with the split screen black and white. Um, I enjoy her character. If I wanted to go so super deep and uber critical Timeless Tony Storm wouldn't have a tattoo because a woman from that generation didn't have tattoos. I would have actually show me the tattoo. I don't have that, blah, 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 blah. And I have it covered and led to either a fight and she's knocked down. And then you pull down a sock or a stocking to reveal that she actually does have this matching tattoo. Um, if I wanted to take it that route, but again, I feel it's, the conversation of this is going to happen at a pay-per-view. That's going to be March 3rd, if Mar I'm March correct. 5th. March 5th. Yeah. March 5th. And we have to stretch it. And I do like for bullies, he, I get his point, but I also see it where, Hey, we got to stretch this stuff out. And I, again, knowing more and more where an interview with Jim Ross, an interview with Tony Schiavone, because not only is Deanna Perrazzo a great wrestler, she's a great promo and she's a great uh, communicator. And the way she speaks, articulates, that's the virtuosa in a nutshell. I knew working with her in TNA, if I needed to hand her a microphone, she's going to deliver. If I need her to have a banger match, she's going to deliver. If I need her on commentary, she's going to deliver. That's what she became, and that's what she is. Um, because every time we gave her something, she did that, and she did that in the best of her ability for 
five years uh, in TNA. Now she's on a new path, and I'm super duper happy and proud for her. But it, again, she's also had interview segments. She debuted in an interview segment. Her matches, uh, like then they give her the microphone again. She can tell her story the best, and I think that this story will be constantly told. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.